It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. My Friday, as far as the show goes this week, I'll be out tomorrow with... Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington filling in. I'm going to be on the three-game set for ESPN Plus this weekend uh, as ECU gets set to take on George Mason, final uh, conference, non-conference series of the year. And uh, Pirates, of course, dropping yesterday, a 2-1 decision in Fayetteville against Campbell in the midweek. Uh, hi again, everybody. It is uh, the great P-Man here with you. Uh, we've got uh, the one and only... Uh, DJC squared, Woo! The showstopper himself, Chris Cookie Cook producing today's show. Cookie is uh, on the verge of a huge homecoming as he goes back to his hometown tomorrow. I'm sure the great people of Martin County miss seeing my lovely face every day. Cookie, a native of Martin County. Now, are you Williamston proper, or were you out in the in the county like I was in Lenore? I was a county fellow. No, uh, I moved when I was 16, still went to high school in Williamson, but for a majority of my life I was directly right there in the center of Williamson. No joke. That's crazy. So uh, Cookie uh, is going tomorrow with the crew for Talk of the Town, uh, and we're doing one of those uh, TOT road shows tomorrow, but uh, Cookie will be there with the great Henry Hinton. Spending his cash on breakfast. Shaw's oh, barbecue. You know that. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie, Cookie walks in, and what do you say, Cookie, when you when you get there? And... I'm on Henry's tab. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie's got the laugh going today. I like it. I like it. Uh, our guy, uh, Dom Kasalki, did I say that correct? Correct. I believe it's Kasalki, right, Dom? Kasalki. Uh-huh. Dom Kasalki is uh, with us. Dom, Grandson of me. the legendary Vikings player, right? Yeah. 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 Kasalki. Dom, don't call me Kasalki. Kasalki is uh, in. Uh, we're going to hear from Dom in a little bit because we have a, uh, a Sweet 16 uh, for fun, pool, a little office pool for the company, right? I'm glad we did this. I don't, uh, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm glad we did this. I this think it'll fun. be fun. I'm looking forward to the trash talk and the hurt feelings and yeah. all that oh, good stuff. Oh, there'll be plenty yeah. of that. There will be plenty of that. I, I, look, I just hope everyone has a good time. That's really what I hope at the end of the day. I don't. I'm hoping for the hurt feelings. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> no, <drama. laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I had someone, uh, a lady asked me back when the tournament started, uh, you know, I was talking about watching the games, and she said something to the effect of, what are you hoping for? And I, I just couldn't help it. I was being a wise guy, and I said uh, that everyone has a good time. And she's, oh, me too, yes, yeah, you know, so that's that's the that's the old joke. Anyway. I might steal um, that from you. Yeah, look, that's all we're, I, there's that T-shirt I've, I'm sure people have seen uh, where I just hope both teams have a, a good time or have fun or something, so. Um, a great games tonight. Uh, Brian Mole's going to be by a little later in the show. We're going to talk to him, get his picks. Uh, 
Wichita State has made a hire today of uh, their next uh, basketball coach. It was the uh, cat that was at Oral Roberts and had had some success there over five or six seasons. Uh, I do not think South Florida has hired anybody. Let me double-check that. And uh, perhaps the FAU coach, Dusty May, is in the mix, but I don't know why he would leave FAU to go to South Florida when FAU is about to join the league. So uh, Florida Atlantic is one of those teams that will play tonight. There's a lot of teams that uh, are bound for the American that are in the uh, postseason still. So I think I think AAC basketball will be uh, just fine. Um, we're going to get to uh, Cliff Godwin uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, some post-game comments following uh, yesterday's uh, loss, disappointing loss uh, uh, yesterday. But uh, we will uh, we will do that in in a bit. Um, up, 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 up. I keep getting the same text from the always anonymous text line. No, no, they did not hire Bray. Bray uh, Bray reportedly pulled his name out of the uh, out of the running. And that's why I was wondering if they had hired somebody. We always that was the report last week, but it was reported a couple days ago that Mike Bray decided he wanted to go uh, and pursue television. He interviewed for the job, but <clears throat> unless unless I have that incorrect, but that's that's the deal there. Um, yeah, <laughs> always an out of his text line says good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Bray to to there would have been real trouble, but uh, no, they're still looking, and uh, we shall see. All right, uh, a couple of uh, NFL notes before we get to uh, before we get to uh, a, a brief audio auditory pirate uh, report here. Uh, let me see. I'm like Henry Cookie. I'm scrambling to find stuff. Um, oh God! But now I, you know, I know I'm not that bad. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has narrowed down his free agency options. Of course, he was uh, released by uh, the Cowboys on uh, the 15th. He spent his entire career there. Uh, let me see. The, uh, the options are the Eagles, the Jets, and the Bengals. Best landing spot, in my opinion, would be the Eagles, right? Get to play the Cowboys twice a year, shove it in their face. Eagles could use the running back. Cookie, Dom, and either one of you have anything to say on that? I kind of wanted to see him in uh, Buffalo. Doesn't appear that's one of the options. I don't know, because uh, I had Singletary in fantasy, and that dude is not it. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I think the Jets only because of Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, Rodgers will definitely bring a lot of eyes to the Jets as far as free agency goes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, obviously, look, if you got Philly or Cincinnati, you're, you're in a, you're in the running to go to the Super Bowl, I think. So, well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and then, uh, note out of Charlotte, your Carolina Panthers touting the number one, uh, overall pick is just part of the justification for increasing their ticket prices. 
the uh, Charlotte Business Journal announcing that they're going to increase tickets by an average of $6 per seat per game for the 23 season. Non-premium tickets will now average $109 per game, uh, a near 6% increase over 2022. Other selling points include uh, the new head coach, Frank Reich, and a strong group of assistant coaches. Okay. So now the assistant coaches are what they're uh, driving. So they're who, they're kind of playing a part in this, like according them? to this according to this article, okay, the well, Panthers announced. You know hang what? On, they announced, okay. Hang on, Cookie. The Panthers announced the price hike with a letter and video to season ticket holders. Uh, it touts, among other things, the recent trade that pushed the Panthers from number nine to number one. Yes, Cookie. Well, you know what? I've got something for those coaches and whoever decided on this. Oh, yep. brother, this guy stinks! If it keeps the 49er fans from invading uh, B of A when the, uh, when the Pirates uh, or the Panthers uh, host uh, a team like that, then, then I'm fine with it, but I don't think it will. Um, yeah, that is, uh, that is something, isn't it? That is indeed I mean, look, something. It, 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 it stinks. Well, but you know, that, you gotta look at this cookie through the, through the lens of Charlotte is an affluent city. It's a banking city. And it is not, uh, and not everybody's a poor college kid in there. Or a poor young was professional. That a, was that a personal <laughs> attack? No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you're starting out in your career and, you know, nobody makes any money when they start out in their career for the most part. There's people there who have stupid money in Charlotte, right? I've That's heard all that, saying. yeah. Yeah, there's people. I mean, I, I would not spend that money. I, I wouldn't pay that much for a ticket. I'd be trying to get a freebie to go if I wanted to go. Same here. I'm glad we're yeah. on that same train. Yeah, no, no. I'm. It's got to be. I have three criteria if I'm going anywhere. I'm Two ge- of the I'm three must one be of met. Free. Okay, hang on. Uh, there's three criteria. Nearby parking a catered meal, and off-the-shoulder tickets. If you can meet two of those three criteria, and for the most part it better be three out of three, I'll go to your event. So that's my criteria. Close by parking, a catered meal, and and tickets off-the-shoulder. You need a catered meal. You can't just have a hot dog from, like, the concession or anything? Catered meal. Okay. Look at you, Mr. Bougie. Well... You gotta have standards, Cookie. I got you. You, you got, do. You gotta have standards, especially when you're old. Gotta have standards. Um, all right. Uh, let's do a pirate report after the pirates, uh, set back in Fayetteville yesterday. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3, the game. Number 18, Campbell made a pair of early runs stand last night. They picked up the 2-1 win over the number 10 pirates at the Segra Stadium. Uh, Pirates left 11 runners on base. Couldn't take advantage of some opportunities, particularly early. Uh, Ryan McChrystal got the lone uh, run driven in for the Diamond Bucks. Uh, Coach Godwin says the loss is on him, but he vows that the team will get better. Yeah, our pitching was great. Um, we had a bad base running uh, deal in the first inning. We should have had another run. It should have been a two to two game. And, um, they were a little bit better than us tonight. Offensively, we didn't execute our plan, so that's on me. Um, but we'll get better. Pirates um, pitching 
you heard him reference there that uh, they pitched well. Uh, let me see here. Where's my note on this? The Pirate pitching has struck out 10 or more batters of the opposition in six of the last seven games. So uh, that was the case again last night. Pitching was great. Uh, I guess Garrett Saylor, some question whether uh, he was uh, injured after his outing. Uh, here's an update after the game on Saylor's status. Yeah, he just he tweaked something, didn't want to push him. Um, it's not his arm. It's something on his side, so we'll evaluate him tomorrow. And uh, I'm sure we'll get word. Uh, also, Coach Godwin talking about, uh, again, the pitching from the Pirates. Everybody pitched well. Um, I didn't think Root was really sharp, but uh, Sailor and Shinkman were really good. That was it. Kind of a short and sweet uh, postgame interview. Cliff Godwin, uh, understandably flush- frustrated with uh, the offense, uh, one would think. And uh, after the game, when Moylan was called out on the strike, uh, there's been some, uh, you know, fan from the stand video that emerged. It looked like he was thrown from the game. I did get confirmed that he was ejected from the game, albeit post game, and that is something that can happen. Cliff Godwin also looked like he was ejected from the game again post game. Uh, so Moylan, from what I understand, in, in some communication with media relations, has to sit out a game, and that would presume, well, that would be tomorrow. So the Pirates will be without Moylan tomorrow in, uh, that game. So that is, uh, that is from ECU Media Relations Communications, uh, what's going on there. All right. It is, uh, our Pirate Report for today. Cookie will have an update coming up in, uh, about 15 minutes or so on everything else going on around ECU and beyond. Got a lot of, uh, up, got a lot of things to report on our, uh, 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. Uh, but right now, a timeout when we return. A little March Madness, uh, we'll, we'll get, I want to get through the guys' picks here on, uh, our Sweet 16 pool that we have, uh, for entertainment purposes only as a company. So, uh, we'll go through that when we come back. Stay tuned. Sweet 16 firing up tonight. I think the better night of games is tonight. Uh, but uh, hopefully it'll, it'll all be great. Uh, we've got uh, a little internal... Uh, little internal, uh, you know, office pool like many of you have for entertainment purposes only. We're just having a little fun uh, among us uh, ladies and gentlemen here at uh, IBX Media. And we've got uh, we've got all the, uh, the picks are in, as they say. The picks are in. I'm looking at uh, the master right now. And, uh, Cookie, I'm a little surprised. Your, your picks actually make sense. What, hey, let us not forget, okay? I did correctly pick the score and winner of the Super Bowl. Yeah, Pilkington told mentioned that yesterday that you were going to continue continue to flex on that. Let's That's see a flex you go to. Let's see how long I keep that going. I, what, I, I, what, <clears throat> I'll give you what Cookie's got for his final four here in a second, but you've got uh, you've got you you really believe in FAU? Uh huh. I played with them a little bit on NCAA the video game, so I got a soft spot oh, in my heart for okay. them. <laughs> well, all right. Everybody's got a reason. Uh, Cookie's got Bama, FAU, 
in one side of his final four, Houston and Arkansas on the other. And then Bama over Houston in the championship game for a hundred. Uh, well, I, we, so I think your point total is actually close to mine because you got to do points at the end for a tiebreaker. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm expecting here. at least one team to get at least like 70, 75. So. Yeah, but you know, that national championship game is always low scoring, lower scoring because everybody's uptight. Um, Dom? Yes, sir. Do you know basketball, Dom? I'd like to say I know it pretty well. I'll vouch okay. for him. He, he does know basketball. Dom Kosalki? Don't call me Kosalki. Yeah, I, I think the little bit of pronunciation at the end is just a tad bit wrong, but it's it's close enough. Give me the pronunciation. Kasulki. It sounds like I can't you're saying. Call you, I can't call you intern Dom anymore, and that's the only reason I did it, because I couldn't pronounce your last name. Sounds like you're saying Saki at the end. It's Sulky. Kasulki. Yeah, there we go. Kasulki. Okay. I like Kasaki better. Can we call you Kasaki instead? I mean, you can you can call me what you like, Patrick. Dom is a young, uh, looks like a young Howard Stern from Private Parts in the movie, uh, is what Dom looks like. Of course, you got your hair cut. I don't know about this, Dom. I like I like the quaff. you saying you like it longer? I don't know what quaff is. Yeah, I like it longer. I like you it know, longer. I've been told by many people that the shorter looks a lot better. So I'm, Is that right? I Actually, yeah. Okay. Patrick's just not hip with the young style. Cookies, well, Cookie, uh, we, you know, Dom and I have hair. That's the the thing. I, that I don't was a know cheap qualif- shot. That was I don't a know if you're qualified. Shot. I don't know if you're qualified to talk on this. Cookie. Wow, we're going yeah. there today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these niceties, Cookie, that we've been having for the last uh, week. You, you know, you, you do it. Some it was time for a jab. Yeah. Well, you'll be jabbing. You you'll be jabbing plenty. You've jabbed me me plenty. Uh, Dom has got Bama and Kansas State. You really like Kansas State that much? I do. They have uh, that guy from Florida. I think his name's Keontae Johnson. Uh, yeah. That guy uh-huh. that collapsed, and I just I believe in him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Texas and UConn. So you guys have made solid pick. Now, Dom has UConn going to the finals against Bama, and Bama winning. Uh, but you got Gonzaga beating UCLA tonight. Explain yourself, Kasulki. I think, I mean, you said it earlier. You're talking to me, and uh, UCLA is banged up, and I think Drew Timmy's going to have a field day, as he usually does. And, uh, and then I think Tristan Newton, um, I'm just repping Tristan Newton on UConn, so I got UConn going to the finals. Ah, yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, he was running the show for him. Uh, yeah, he had a great game. game. He did, hit a big three. He hit a couple big threes. Uh, let's see here, do you want to go to, before mine, you want to do Pilks? Yeah, let's let's save yours for the big finale. Philip the Ref Pilkington, who will be in tomorrow for me, and, and Pilk is kind of a a sports nerd, right? I mean, we oh, he's a huge sports nerd. Yeah, Pilk is the resident sports nerd. He goes Bama, Tennessee, Texas, UCLA, uh, and then he's got Bama and Texas in the final. Now, I had that originally. Pilk actually has gotten a lot of my um, like I I. I did an initial round of picks, and then I went back and I did another. Revi- I did a revision, and then on the third day I did a another revision, and then today I did my final revision with the combined score. And I like I like some of Pilkington's picks. I actually had picked. 
I kind of liked Arkansas. I, I don't know. I think Arkansas UConn is going to be a dynamite game. I really do. And uh, yeah, he took Michigan State too. So that's what Pilk. How do we feel about Pilk's Final Four guys? Bama, Tennessee, Texas, UCLA. I don't like Tennessee. You don't like Tennessee. I think FAU okay. is winning tonight. Okay. I could I could make a case. I mean, they won 33 games. They have a nine-man rotation. I, you could make a case. If it's not, well, they're going to be tough next if, year. If it's not exactly like my bracket, no respect, you're wrong. Okay. That's where my thing so, is. I understand. I've got Bama, Tennessee, Houston, and UConn in the final four. I was kind of talked into UConn. Who talked you into UConn? So, I have people I've consulted with who know a lot about these things. That's why Chris is going to win, because he doesn't know as much, and that's when you win it. <laughs> that, that's what, we're just jabbing at the cookie monster today, aren't we? Uh, and I've got Bama over Houston. I, and look, I had to be talked into Houston. I, I think Miami, I could see it going either way tonight. Miami could score. Houston doesn't want you to score. So, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. So I could I, I I originally had Miami winning, but I've revised it. A lot of it is because uh, Henry and I had the exact same bracket, except for the championship game. And we can't have that. What did he get we a can't little? Have that. Did he cheat off you or something? No, no. He actually went through his picks this morning, and I I had to look my bracket up, and I went you know with him. So yeah. So maybe you cheated off him then. No, no, I, t- I actually changed a lot of stuff after I, after he picked what he picked because I thought there's no way on earth getting this right. And the Big Hens got UCLA winning the whole thing, which I know Dom is turning his nose up at. So. I am. Um, I'm just squinting my eyes a little bit. Hey, are we um, – we, we, we're having a kind of an on-air meeting too here, a, a planning meeting on air. We've got somebody going Saturday to football, right? Yes, I am going to that. Oh, okay. Thank you, Cookie. Let me say, you guys have done a great job this week. Last two weeks. You guys Thank have been you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you guys have done a great job. And now, Cookie, it's becoming a frat house because we're all busting on you. So Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's all in good Cookie's, humor. Cookie's wrestling character was a frat guy, right? My Yeah, my second one was, yes. What was his name? Chad Carson. Is that the picture on the wall up there? No, that was my old character. Oh, Patrick, yeah. you haven't seen the new studio yet. I put up a big old picture of me from when I was wrestling. Hey, it looks great. Well, thank I've you. Got a, I've got something I've got to bring by there um, and, and put in. I'll be in the uh, in the Hizzle a bunch next week, so I'll uh, I'll be uh, I'll be bringing that that item in there. Some crazy thing, some random crazy thing my wife got me for some reason. So. Uh, which I told you about, I think, a while back, Cookie. So, All right. Um, great job with the picks there, fellas. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. We shall see. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you got in this dump. Yeah, it was, I was I'm told last minute. So. Oh, he well, was, was, t- he was you... told last minute. That, that That's kind of on all of us. He was told last I'm minute. Not, I don't, well, I don't think everybody knows Dom is uh, part of the team yet in that respect. So, Should we have got Joe in on it? We asked him. He didn't answer. Oh, okay. He didn't. Want, he didn't want to be a part of it. He, he never, didn't want the smoke, responded. man. He knew that I was in it. He knew I predicted the Super Bowl, he and he was like, smoke. "I'm out." I'd be scared he too. He didn't I'm a want scared. the smoke. <laughs> uh, so we all are going. Uh, we all picked Alabama. Alabama. Correct. Is that right? That is yep. correct. I think the combined score okay. is going to come down to that. Uh huh. I think so. I think so. 
Watch Alabama get beat in their first game. All right. Boy, that would throw everything in a tailspin, wouldn't it? Um, all right. Let us uh, have Cookie step in here. Thank you, Dom. Let's have Cookie step in and give us a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash update for Team Boneyard, the uh, NIL collective for ECU. And uh, then we'll get Brian Mull on the horn when we uh, return and uh, get his thoughts on uh, this and also some other basketball matters. Uh, that is coming up. But right now, Chris Cook, 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Number 18, Campbell made a pair of early runs stand Wednesday night, picking up a 2-1 to one victory over number 10 East Carolina at Segra Stadium. The Pirates dropped to 16-5 and five overall. ECU outhit the 16-3 and three Camels but left 11 runners on base. Cliff Godwin after the second loss of the season to Campbell. Yeah, our pitching was great. Um, we had a bad base running uh, deal in the first inning. We should have had another run. It should have been a 2-2 two two game. and um, They were a little bit better than us tonight. Offensively, we didn't execute our plan, so that's on me. Um, but we'll get better. East Carolina freshman Lucas Augustin has been named the American Athletic Conference Male Golfer of the Week. Augustin earned his first collegiate win, posting a personal best tournament score of three under, helping the Pirates to their first team win of the 2022-23 season. The ECU track and field team is said to open its 2023 outdoor season with with athletes competing at NC State's Raleigh Relays and Mount Olive's Adidas Trojan Challenge. And ECU football has added Desiria Riles to the 2023 signing class. Jackson Ellingsworth has entered the transfer portal. The walk-on for the Pirates out of West Carteret appeared in five games for the Pirates this season. He averaged over 21-10 and 10 as a Patriot at the Coast and was the MVP of the East-West game last summer. The Panthers are ramping up their scouting process for the first overall pick in next month's NFL Draft. Carolina set a large part of its offensive coaching staff to watch Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud work out at his pro day on Wednesday. The rumors of Stroud being the top pick have ramped up since Carolina traded up for the top pick. NFL Network also reports that the Panthers had dinner with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young in Tuscaloosa last night prior to his pro day workout today. The NCAA tournament resumes today with a Sweet 16 action. The day kicks off with 17th-seeded Michigan State and 3rd-seeded Kansas State clashing in the East Region at Madison Square Garden. Also taking the court in the East Region are 4th-seeded Tennessee and 9th-seeded Florida Atlantic. In the West Region, 4th-seeded UConn and 8th-seeded Arkansas battle for a spot in the Elite Eight at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The day concludes with a meeting between second-seeded UCLA and third-seeded Gonzaga. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with an interview with Brian Mull on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. That time of year, as great as the first weekend is in the NCAA tournament, I really like the Sweet 16 weekend because it's down to either the best teams or at least some hot teams. And then the Elite Eight with all the pressure to go to the Final Four. Uh, Brian Mull's been with us every step of the way, college basketball writer at large, part of Joe Lenardi's team, the Blue Ribbon uh, preseason book, which is uh, excellent, other outlets as well. Great golf writer at BG Mull on Twitter. He's got some big things in the hopper. He'll be in Augusta. So we'll talk to him about that uh, coming up down the road. But right now we're talking ball with your friend and mine, Brian Mull. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Patrick, and, and I hope you are. I am. Uh, I have 
a couple things I want to get to before we talk about the Sweet 16 games. Wichita State made a hire, the Oral Roberts head coach, Paul Mills. Good hire, great hire. Give me, give me what you think about that, because Oral Roberts has been in the tournament, and he's had a nice little six-season run with the Golden Eagles, has uh, Paul Mills. Yes, I think uh, good hire, someone who uh, most folks felt like in that part of the country was bound for a, a bigger and better job. He, he took over the Oral Roberts program, like you said, six years ago, and it was kind of down in the dumps there in the Summit League and quickly uh, through uh, recruiting and a up-tempo, exciting offense. Uh, a sweet 16 run in 2021 and then 30-win season this year, including a perfect conference record, which I don't care what kind of conference you're playing in, that's difficult. Um, so I think that's a – you know, it's not it's not a name that's going to win the press conference or wow. And I think some of the Wichita State folks are who are obviously disappointed with where their basketball program is were were a little unimpressed. They they were expecting a little more pop flash. But look, I think this guy will win some basketball games, and he knows what he's doing. He's been a head coach. That's, that seems like a very smart hire from here. Yeah, I at some point. It's about winning. Look, winning cures a lot of ills. And if you're winning games, it doesn't matter who's on the sideline. If you're winning games, right? And, and we're seeing, we're seeing across college basketball, not, you know, Tobin Anderson at FDU now at Iona is a great example, but there are others, some with uh, local ties, Barton Lundy, the former coach at Queens College when they were at Division Two in Charlotte, Queens University. Yeah. Had a, had a very good year at Milwaukee in his first year there. And then uh, well, Bart Josh that, Schertz. Bart Lundy is a hell of a basketball coach. Great guy, jo- but a great basketball yeah. coach. Josh Schertz, who, who had an excellent uh, run at Lincoln Memorial Division yeah. Two in Tennessee, uh-huh. averaging 30 wins. And then he, he took an Indiana State team that was in last place in Missouri Valley, and, and they had a 20-win season. So I, we're starting to – people are starting to understand that, look, you can go down and hire a guy who has called some timeouts recruited, run a program, and most of them will tell you when they move up to Division One, their job actually gets easier Yeah, because they don't have to do as – they have more of a staff. They have they just can really focus on coaching basketball and running their team. Yeah, so. Lundy and Schertz, great guys. Have dealt with them yeah. over the years and uh, just, just great gr- – good ball coaches, but good guys too. And look, had Isaac Brown won, he'd still be there. That's right. I mean, really, that's that's what this comes down to. Uh, Charlotte wins the CBI, and you still have a couple of teams bound for the American playing in the NIT. And I'm looking at, uh, obviously, tonight, you know, Florida Atlantic playing. So you got a handful of teams that are either in the American or going to be in the American still playing. Bodes pretty well for this new look American uh, that we'll have. I think so much of the focus has been on who's leaving, but uh, these programs that are coming in, uh, look, Conference USA with with UAB and North Texas, a couple of injuries. I know North Texas had a flu outbreak back in December, went in a key part of their non-conference schedule. Like if those things don't happen, that could have been a two or three bid league and, and had multiple teams in there. Uh, that could that could win a game. So 
I would feel like Kennedy is going to stay at UAB. I think he's settled in there, his alma mater. And then, uh, you know, North Texas may have a coaching change, but that program seems to be in pretty good, yeah, pretty good hands. And, and FAU, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. There haven't been a lot of opportunities open in the Southeast. That Dusty May could possibly be a candidate. So, um, yeah, they're, just, they're going to come in. FAU's got a lot of guys coming back off that team and uh Andy Kennedy's proven he can he can mine the portal about as well as anyone. So uh yeah, so things are looking up for the American. Could be a multi bid situation going forward. I hope no so. To, no reason to lose that dream. Yeah, no, I hope so. And and the league I think is uh, maybe not this year, but I think in, in past it's been a little undervalued as far as basketball goes. I really do believe that. Not so much this year, but I think in seasons past. We got Brian Mull with us here. Let's talk about tonight's games in the Sweet 16, shall we? Sure. Michigan State, Kansas State. This is going to be a good one. Um, Michigan State is, is really playing well. Uh, I've been impressed with them. I don't, I don't watch a lot of Big Ten. Uh, I try not to do things at my age that are detrimental to my health, but, uh, <laughs> I do enjoy watching Izzo's team yeah. in March. And they Tyson Walker, I'm familiar with, started out his career at Northeastern, is really doing a fine job in the backcourt. And and you know they're going to rebound the ball, and rebounding is, is important this time of year because there are a lot of missed shots. And I, I, I like the Spartans here. I think um, Kansas State got hammered on the offensive glass pretty good by Kentucky. I think Michigan State's going to do the same. And, and, you know, you look at that Michigan State team, they won Sunday against Marquette despite only making two of 16 from three. Yeah, yeah. Which tells me they were doing everything else pretty well. Right. So uh, I, I think uh, this is a team that will figure it out and, and get Izzo back to the Elite Eight. You know, he's been pretty good once he gets to the Sweet 16 generally. Yeah. Of parlaying that into the Final Four. Right. 6.30 tonight from Madison Square Garden. 7.15, uh, and I think all, I think the four games tonight on the whole are going to be better than the four tomorrow. Arkansas-UConn. Probably my favorite matchup of the Sweet 16. Two coaches who are maniacs, but go ahead. Two coaches who are put the intense, the in and intense, uh, I think Musselman is probably a slightly better tactician. But I will say that I've been impressed with some of the offense that Danny Hurley's run with this UConn team. He's got weapons, and he can run some sets to get the ball inside to Sonogo or or to create shots on the perimeter. So, look, UConn's a team that early in the season I felt like was a surefire Final Four national championship team. And then – they kind of hit hit a bump in the road as teams will do in in the conference and uh, struggle a little bit. But uh, I think ultimately, I just don't trust Arkansas to make enough shots in this game. And uh, I, I think, yeah, but it's going to be a good one. I don't have a great feel either way. I can certainly see Musselman pulling some more of his Sweet Sixteen magic. I mean, he's two another the last two years. Yeah, uh, Florida Atlantic bound for the American thirty three wins. It's a lot of wins. And Tennessee, who muddied it up, made it a tractor pull, and uh, beat up Duke last weekend. 
Yeah, I will say this for FAU's chances. The teams who gave Tennessee trouble this year, Missouri, Vanderbilt, were teams who could spread the court and shoot the ball. Well, that's what FAU does. Now, the problem is this Tennessee team is is big and physical on the wings, and they have big guys who can guard on the perimeter. But, um, yeah, FAU's got to try to get a little tempo going here somehow. And they have to uh, try to make some. I mean, they uh, they have to make some shots. Yeah. You know what I like about these games now, as opposed to maybe eight or ten years ago when I was out covering the Sweet Sixteen pretty much every year. These games are in basketball arenas. And I yes. think there's something to be said for that. You know, we went through that phase where we felt like we had to play, or I didn't feel like it, but the NCAA <laughs> felt like they had to play every regional in a in a dome, <clears throat> in a football stadium. Yeah. And that led to some pretty horrid uh, scoring and shooting performance. Now, three-point shooting was down the first weekend of the tournament drastically, and uh, some reporters have been poking around about that the last couple of days with coaches in the press conferences and off the record, and, and, and they're saying the balls are over-inflated. To the, yeah. Over-inflated, yeah. and even this Wilson basketball is just a little slippery yeah. in general. And, and and you've seen that with some high dribbling and balls bouncing out. So yeah. anyway, my point my point is uh, I think we may see a little more. They may they may adjust that, and we may see a few more threes drop, gotcha. which would give a team like FAU a chance to pull the upset. Gotcha, uh, Gonzaga UCLA. Now this is maybe not vintage Gonzaga, but don't overlook that there is a little bit of a rivalry factor from the Zags' point of view on this. Well, they played an epic game in the final four right yes they did a couple, couple of years ago of and ones, uh yeah. and i think um the folks at uh ucla haven't forgotten you know okay. and uh when you look at these teams they're very different gonzaga wants to play fast they're they're one of the best teams in the country at getting out in transition ucla wants to grind it they're one of the best half court defensive teams in the country, and they are one of the best teams at denying transition. And they want to make Drew Timmy guard pick and rolls and get exposed out on the perimeter and, and just kind of let Tiger Campbell and Jacquez do their thing. Uh, this is an interesting game to me. I think it's a chance for Gonzaga to kind of – I mean, look, they've been to eight straight Sweet 16s. They shouldn't have to – they shouldn't have any doubters, honestly. But uh, it's, a, it's a big opportunity for them. UCLA is a little banged up. True. I thought, you know, I thought the last month of the regular season when UCLA was humming along at full strength that they were building towards being a a strong favorite to win the whole thing. But I, I, I just, you know, people matter. You have to have your people this time of the year and and depth. Uh, they're they're down. They're a little banged up. They're, they they lost Clark, the defensive player of the year in the Pac-12, and then they have another injury uh, late in their second round game. So we'll see. We'll see. I think yeah. this will be a good one. Contrasting styles are always fun. Styles make fights. Be good. All right. Uh, don't want to run out of time here. So, Bama and Creighton, we have them going through, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's been a nice ride uh, for, for both their opponents, but uh, I think it ends. All right. Uh, I initially like, and I still kind of do, Miami over Houston, but Kelvin Sampson's nobody's fool. Two great coaches here. Two really uh, – Good teams at what they do. Miami scoring the ball and in Houston playing defense and rebounding. So, 
yeah, I, I just don't know if I trust the Cougars offensively. But but uh, tell me what you think. I love this Miami team. You know, I really do. I, I love the way they play basketball. It's fun to watch. They have four guys on the court at all times, you know, who can knock down a shot. Omir gives them enough on the inside. You know, they've got to uh, – Jordan Miller is the key to this game. He, he He's going to be able to get in the lane and make plays for his teammates. He can do that, uh, certainly long on the perimeter. It's a guy who, who can get 20 or 25. But, it, again, if, if Houston controls the pace there and turns it into a half-court game and just can – you know, their guards are so strong and so physical, and they're probably going to win the glass. Um, you know, my, again, Miami's going to have to make, you know, eight, nine threes to probably have a chance. I really like Xavier, but Texas has just got dudes. Yeah, I've been impressed with Texas in this tournament, really through the year. And uh, I've known Rodney Terry for 20 years, and I'm very impressed with the job that he has done. Despite the fact uh, they don't want him. Taking over midseason. I mean, that's tough. You know, that thing could have gone either way. You're talking about a preseason national championship favorite who uh, had all the pieces. But uh, their big guy, Dylan DeSue, has really come on in the tournament. And as good as they are on the perimeter, you know, playing with a little chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Um, uh, they've got a lot of good coaches on that staff helping Rodney along, uh, you know, guys with head coaching experience. And they, they're certainly listening. They've bought in. Uh, they're playing hard. They're another team who won. You know, they beat a very crafty, very offensively skilled Penn State team in the second round despite shooting poorly from three. And I just think, you know, that 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 says something this time of the year if you can advance when you're not making shots. So uh, I think Texas gets them. Xavier's defense is a, not in the top 60 and usually this time of year, yeah, the un- yeah. unbalanced teams get exposed. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me your final four as we let you go here. Give me your final four. Well, I think Bama for sure um, and Houston. Okay. I think you know, Tennessee is going to emerge, I've got a feeling. Okay. Like this is, the, you know, Rick Barnes gets back to the final four. And then the, the other region – has been the strongest region all year, and I'm going to go with the Huskies of UConn. Okay. Which uh, will change from my initial projections on uh, two weeks ago, week ago. But uh, that's just, uh, I, I feel like this UConn team's, they've got everything you need. Talking ball with Brian Mull. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds great, Patrick. Everybody enjoy the games. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, follow him on Twitter at BG Mull. Uh, just does a great job. All right. Uh, we will grab a break. There is a wild memo that has just been uh, sent to every NFL team. And I will uh, present some of that to you. And we'll wrap up the show right after this. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. So Adam Schefter, calm down, Cookie. Adam Schefter has uh, put out a memo, a copy of a memo that all NFL teams received just minutes ago. Everyone, a little breaking news for you. Yes. The NFLPA has informed us that a person by the name of Ken Francis, who is not, an, uh, not as underlined, an NFLPA certified agent, 
maybe contacting clubs and attempting to persuade club personnel to enter into negotiations or concerning Lamar Jackson, who is currently under a non-exclusive franchise tender with the Baltimore Ravens. As an uncertified person, Mr. Francis is prohibited from negotiating offer sheets or player contracts or discussing potential trades on behalf of any NFL player or prospective player or assisting in or advising with respect to such negotiations, et cetera, et cetera. That's nuts, isn't it? Cookie, that's crazy. So they're not allowed. I'm kind of confused. So they're not allowed to discuss, like, what they're going to do as far as free agency or. Well, whoever this Ken Francis is, is not authorized to negotiate on behalf of Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. According to the NFL. Yeah, that is kind of iffy, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, and I think this has gotten better over the years, but, I mean, they used to, there were some real uh, questionable characters, let's just say, that purported themselves as agents for a number of years. You know, and... uh, so yeah, that's uh, that is nuts. But that thing, that's gonna it, that's, it's already ugly, but it's gonna be really, really ugly with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Some people's kids, man. Yeah, I want. There's got to be more to that. I'm sure more will, will come out on on that exactly who this guy is and what the connection is and all of that. Uh, tomorrow, Philip the Ref Pilkington will be uh, in the air chair. Cookie will be here. They will have Michael Perry on. Coach Perry, uh, talk a little bit about Javon Small entering the portal, and uh, we'll recap on ECU basketball, but also uh, get his thoughts on uh, tonight's Sweet 16 games and then uh, preview tomorrow night's games, who he likes in his final four. Big thanks to Brian Mull for being with us today. Thanks to uh, Dom Kasalki and chris cook great job cookie we'll see you tomorrow uh in uh your hometown yes sir looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to it also all right uh i'll see you tomorrow on talk of the town and espn plus this weekend and we'll catch you next week with me for uh, the patrick johnson show on monday with cliff godwin